0: What's happening, people, welcome back to Park Lane Podcast, episode number 71. Brought to you and sponsored <laughs> by our new sponsor, Manscaped. Now, uh, we'll quickly talk about Manscaped before we get into the show today. So, for those of you that don't know about this brand, uh, they are a male grooming brand and uh, do some incredibly amazing products. They were kind enough actually to send me across um, a package of some of the stuff that they uh sell. So, some of the things that came across in this package were um, And I'm going to go through their names that they pronounce them as because, you know, we talk about the brand itself. So they've got the lawnmower 5.0, which is a body and hair trimmer. Um, This comes with two skin fade blades to suit your look that you want. And also it's waterproof because who doesn't love a good shave in the shower? Um, (laughs) It comes with the uh, weed whacker, the ear, nose and hair trimmer and loads of other stuff, including probably the softest pair of underwear that I've ever seen in my entire life. So if you are interested in any of the stuff that they have to sell, you do get 20% off using the code PARKLANEPOD at checkout. That's PARKLANEPOD. You get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. Anyway, lads, how are we doing? Dave, why do you do this to me? Where literally, I clicked the <laughs> live button, and then you thought, oh, just tune in, and I had to change the whole uh, set up around. How are you?
1: Yeah, my bad, my bad. Um, I wasn't sure if I was going to be on, but... I thought why not i'm feeling all right so jump on for for a little while
0: amazing good to see you buddy good to see you and callum how are you yeah i'm all right mate um i definitely know that you've been
2: rehearsing that script all bloody week and all that and most of the (laughs) kit sounds like stuff that i use to do my grounds maintenance each week so it's all good mate um where have you used them products at the moment do we need that detail
0: well to be fair to be fair everyone and we, we might as well talk about it it also comes with uh, a crop preserver which is uh deodorant for your downstairs region so uh you know if you're interested in making that smell lovely then uh you can have some of that as well they sell everything anything you, you need might, to
3: know you might has. have to send that my way <laughs> <laughs> really talking about that how are you uh, I'm good, mate. I'm good. Uh, I'm, uh, you know, uh, you know what you alluded to. It's great to have a, a sponsor on board. So, um, but other than that, I'm all good. Um, I'm, I'm looking forward to discussing what was a frustrating but exciting win.
4: So,
0: yeah, definitely, mate, definitely. And uh, I completely forgot there was even any football on Harry. But uh, mm. how are you after yesterday?
4: Yeah, very good, thank you. Um, yeah, all good. It's nice to be back and uh, talking about a Tottenham win. So can't complain.
0: Amazing. Let's go through that then. Um, we'll come back to you, Dave, and talk about the lineups because Saar um, straight back from African Cup of Nations uh, came straight into the starting lineup. Hoiberg went out, um, but Sonny was on the bench after coming back from the Asian Cup. Do you think that was the right call um, to bring those players? Yeah,
1: in? yeah. I think Saar he had a little bit more rest, didn't he? Um, and Sonny's had. Um Plus Hoiberg's, Power off. Hoiberg's absolute. Ooh. <laughs> <Excuse me>. It's, <laughs> bat- it's on battery mode. <laughs> <laughs> it's the um, the speaker. I use a speaker to prop up my phone. Um, but no, um, yeah, I'd, I'd rather get staff straight back in because Hoiberg's wank, and lee um, has been trashed the last few weeks. I don't get what anybody says. He he completely slows down our method of play. Um, the way we want to play, he gets the ball and passes it five yards backwards or five yards to the side. He then gets the ball back again and then passes it five yards backwards and passes it to the side. Mm-hmm. He's one of them players where as soon as Sar was in the team, he saw the difference. Yeah, we did go a goal down, but it makes a massive difference. Then, Especially then, progressive forward runs. Look at the goal he scored. You know, that comes from him bursting through from centre midfield. That's a run Hoiberg. He might make, but he do not have the legs to get there and do the same power, with the same power and, and um, intensity that, that Sar had.
0: Yeah, definitely. Just an unbelievable addition um, to this (laughs) team. Uh, To be honest with you right now, when we have a fully fit midfield, I'm struggling to know who I pick in that midfield, but we will talk about that in a bit. Um, Let's go through really quickly before we carry on to a few people in the chat, because as always, Jay has been uh, in since uh 6 17 this evening so 45 minutes before we even start uh he said what a win we were poor first half and then we look better second half from watching the highlights we had to fight to just get the win which is the attitude um thomas is also in same evening guys um johnny d um hello jay and the lucky as panel i should read these before i read them out to be honest um jay also said congrats on the sponsors thank you very much um Hypno Trick has said five Tottenham enthusiasts. Oh, yeah, I remember you because last week you just spent the whole one whole uh evening spamming oh, us. But you. to be fair, yeah. I'm more than happy to uh have your spammy comments, so uh, keep it going. Um, anyway, Callum, let's move on to you. What were your thoughts on Son starting on the bench and Timo Werner starting the game? Do you think that was the right call from Ange?
2: I think it had to be mate because I mean, Son. Some... Son's taken a bit of a battering from a lot of fans around the world this week and he he's a he's a nice guy, so you know that it's gonna hit him mentally. So I don't think it would have been fair to frame straight in at the deep end with a game that probably was a very big one for us as well in the top four race. Um so yeah, I, I think given that werner has got what three assists now in about four or five games, he's on a decent patch of form, yeah, just keep him in there and give him a chance. Obviously, didn't work out so great, and Son had to come to the rescue. But yeah, it was it was fair and reasonable to expect Basuma, Son, even Sa within reason to be on the bench. Obviously, Sa those about a week ahead of them, so that's about it, mate. Yeah,
0: no, definitely, definitely. And Harry, do you reckon um, like this is as strong? A team, as in terms of players that are fit that we've had all season, because the question was actually asked to Ange in the press conference before the game, and he was like, Oh, no, no, it's as fit as it was at the start of the season. But I think he forgets that Bentoncourt was was injured, unless he doesn't rate Bentoncourt. But this got to be probably the fittest and strongest team that we've had all season, right?
4: Yeah, it's nice to have players back. Um, and that is what for me was disappointing about the performance. Obviously, it's going to take uh, players like Son and Basuma. Chance to adapt to getting back uh, in this Tottenham team, so it was it would be unfair to chuck both of them in. So I had long guys, as Callum kind of perfectly alludes to. Uh, so it's nice to have them back. So I expected us, let's to hit the ground running, but you know, we dropped two points against Everton uh, in, in quite a poor, dramatic style. So I expect us to, to hit the ground running against Bryant in a way, and we didn't. So we're going to get on to that. But it's in terms of what we've got available, very, very strong. Yeah, 100%. And Winnie. I want to come to you
0: because I want to ask about who you think is Spurs' best midfield three. So obviously as you know we always play a midfield three. With everybody fit Benticall, Madison, Saar, Basuma, Hoiberg, Skip, can't think of any more. Um who is that starting three? And I'll tell you what, we'll go around to everyone.
3: If we're if we if we're talking about just in general, because I know mean, the, the, the problem is if we're talking about form Um, I'm going to have to exclude Bentoncourt from it because he has been absolute trash the last couple of weeks, which has shocked me. It's really, really shocked me. But if I'm putting form aside and I'm going for our best three talented midfielders, for me, I am going um, Saar, I'm going for Bentoncourt, and I'm going for Madders. But if we're going on form, I mean, it's difficult to say form because there's guys returning from the African Cup of Nations, um, but I'd maybe be tempted the next game to drop Benton core for a game and put Basuma in there and go Basuma, Sarah and Madders. But um, I think on, on on just general ability for me it's definitely SAR, Benton, Cor and Madders all day. Yeah.
0: Callum, what would you say? Would you agree to that?
3: Yeah, um I wouldn't
2: fully agree. I'd say probably Basuma, Bent's Madders would be my strongest one based on just how they are in terms of progress. But Saar for me, I would say he still probably takes it at present time because I think Benton Corus looked really not good since he's come back from fitness. And I don't think he will be good until 2024, 2025 season. So if it was to go just purely on how it is now, Sumer, Saar, Madison for me.
0: Yeah, I it's so difficult, isn't it? Because I agreed with Winnie. I was like, yeah, it's gotta be. Benzincourt, Sa Madison. But then when you mention like, you know, in in reality, it's probably Madison, Benzincourt, Basuma But then if you look at form, it's probably gonna the I would say against wolves, it should be Basuma, um, Saar Madison. Oh my god, it's so confusing, isn't it? Like the amount of combinations that there are is, is unbelievable. And to think of those names that you know you can um, you can have in there, it's it's crazy to think. Dave, do you is there one that you prefer out of that three?
1: Uh, as long as Hoiberg's nowhere near the team, mate. I couldn't care less. <laughs> I, think I, think I think they're all unbelievable. I think you can rotate the four, um, you know, in, including matters in that. You know, um, I think Basuma, when he is on form, he suits our style of play to a T. That quick progression, that like getting the ball, the quick turn, knocking the ball away, et cetera, that kind of stuff. I think with Ben we've got to be a little bit kind because he has just come back from that injury. It's not a good one. Not many players are the same after they come back, and it does sometimes take a bit of time to, to really find his feet again. So, right now, for me, um, in order, it would be Bissuma, Maddas, Saar, Bentancor on the bench, skipping the reserves, and Hoiberg in the bin.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've missed Sorry. you, Dave. I've missed you. <laughs> would, you say that,
0: would you say that Saar is now undroppable in this side?
4: Yes. I, 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 I generally think so. three. Yeah, my mid th- at the moment, Sar, He has to be in there over form. Yeah, we we talk going forward. Yes, I think rotation with him is important and gradually kind of being almost introduced, if you like, and and not maybe overplayed. But right now, for me, Saar has to be in that three. He brings a lot of energy, uh, very oh. dynamic, and he just has, has to be in that midfield. And so does Madison as well. Uh, and and Bentacle would be my other one. But again, if it's based on form, then Bentacle doesn't get in. But overall, I think the quality and the caliber of player. Uh, ben School has, he can unlock defences, and he for me has to be in there, uh, and I think we have a lot of depth in that midfield area, we've got a lot of options to turn to that can change a game, either holding on or trying to change the game, Basuma I absolutely love, and as Dave says um, first thing, I've agreed with you tonight Dave, uh, sorry about that, but I think he, he suits the yeah, yeah. system to a T uh, as usual, I do think he suits the system to a T, um, I think some of us are guilty for getting that, including myself um, but at the end of the day, like you say to me, like we reach a final, would I play Pissouma? No, because at this moment in time, unless something changes, there's no guarantee that he's going to be on the pitch at the end, and that that's a shame to sit here and say that. Uh, at the end of the day, he finds himself on the bench for me. No, that's fair what enough. What about Hoiber? Where's he? Um, being honest with you, coming next, it, it depends on the opponent, Dave, because you're looking for me. You're looking to change things, you bring your Selsos and Bersumas on. If you're looking to hold out, I think Hoiberg's very key. I prefer him coming Wait, on. We
1: forgot about the
4: tel-so. that's how bad it is. Probably Hoiberg's after Bersumas, then you have the Celso and Skip for me, because I think Hoiberg uh, can play the pass, can dictate play, and most importantly, can hold on. I agree, I don't like him starting. It always me when he starts, because you know you want to win a game, and Hoiberg isn't the play. You want to win a game, but when you want to hold on. I would bring him on, all jokes aside. Didn't we do that against Everton? Start of of interest? Well, he was one of many players <laughs> that came on, Dave. I, d- I didn't see
1: so him we, lose. Well, we, didn't bring it, we brought him on specifically <laughs> to, to hold out.
4: Yeah, it didn't work then, did it? <laughs> but look at Man City at the Etihad. He was excellent. Anyway, anyway, ladies, let's uh, let's move <laughs>
0: Sorry, it's
1: been I haven't been on for a while, so I've got a <laughs> little bit in my <laughs> I know you do,
0: yeah. <laughs> um there's quite a few people in the chat, so get you know your comments in the chat, get um questions coming to us, uh, anything that you want to talk about. Luke, can like I just us. quickly so, say something to Johnny? Uh two sex, uh let us know. Um don't forget to also subscribe to the channel if you're new. Make sure you hit the like button as well. And uh go check out our sponsor, Manscapedmanscaped.com. Um Yes, Harry, what would you like to say to Johnny? I what wanted to say
4: to Johnny, I remember after, because uh, I just see you in the chat there, after you beat Luton uh, 4-3 at the death, you came in here and when I questioned whether it was luck or not, you told me that it was class and that's why you're going to win the league, you keep going. But the first thing you said today is our wins based on luck, so where's the consistency? I'll, I'll yeah, leave it to you, Johnny. Weirdly, you got what you mic to to drop, the Harry. <laughs> <laughs> what are you saying, Dave?
1: Yeah, Harry, need, Harry needs to drop the mic after that because he's spot yeah. on.
0: <laughs> right, Thank you. So let's get into the game then um, because it was a dramatic 2-1 win um, over Brighton. Dave, early on, we seem to, again, mess about on the ball too early. I don't know why, right? Brighton are a side who play the exact way that we play, but right at this moment in time, they play the progression and the transition of the ball 10 times better than we do. They're quick, they pass the ball well and they pounce on us when they needed to. Danny Welbeck, what... Danny Welbeck has eaten over the last like five years. I have no idea because he looks, but I think he looks better than he's ever looked before. And uh, he pulled that great save from Vicario one minute into the game. Do
1: you know what? Do you know what I think it is? And you are right, Brighton do play it better. It was a bit of a basketball game yesterday because both teams want to do that. Um, You know, playing the ball out from the back, keeping the ball while the other team presses you and things like that. But Brighton have had uh, a lot more time to be able to perfect it than we have. You know, this is our first season playing that style of football. We've gone from Conte ball and Mourinho ball where we have 18 men and groundsmen parked in front of the goal. So, you know, to to make that change and make that transition now to be, become a footballing team, you, you, it's going to take time to, to bed in. But what I will say is, yes, although we did start sloppy, Lolo was incredibly sloppy to begin with. Yeah. You know, it's his fault for the goal, obviously, his fault for a couple of chances. But we stuck to it. And this is one thing we do now. We don't panic. We stick to that same plan with that same style. And you can't argue, but that same style got us to win in the 96th yeah. minute. 100%. So, you know, what, what I will say is, yeah, it's frustrating to watch at times, but when you're playing against a team like Brighton, who we know are dangerous, we know the hell they're going to play. We know they're going to play quick, quick football, quick attacking possession based football, which is what we want to play, which is what we're building to play. Um, I thought we actually competed from really, really well. It was end to end stuff. It was a great game to watch. Um, you know, it was it was fascinating, and it could have been four or five all at the end of the day. you know if it worked for both keepers, really, still made a couple of very good saves. Same as Vic made a couple of very good saves. Um, but you are right about Danny Welbeck. Yeah, I don't know what he's doing, but he needs to be drug tested or something because he's turned into an unbelievable player over the last couple of years. He's even his
0: pace. His pace yeah. yesterday was ridiculous. I don't remember him ever being that quick. Mm. No. He had everything, to be honest, didn't he, yesterday, I think. Um, Not but, about his you know, yeah, I know. Um, but then, to be honest, anytime I slag anyone off on this channel, they turn into, like, Prime in or messy, because uh, Neil Mopé is having an absolutely incredible time after I completely slagged him off last week and said he was the worst striker in Premier League history. Um, so, who knows what's going on? But, Winnie, I'll come to you. 17 minutes in, we go 1-0 down, and as Dave alluded to, like, this was all to do with benching core, losing the ball really yeah. close to our, <laughs> our bot. Van der Ven tried to do what he could do, stuck a leg out, fouled Danny Welbeck. And on first glance, I thought, it's never a foul. But the more times I looked at it, the more I thought, there's no way it's not a foul. And uh, Gross goes and, and sticks the ball in the back of the net. But it was really, again, we are our own downfall, weren't we, in the early stages of this game?
3: It seems to be... Um... Tottenham Hotspur as you say we just we seem to gift goals we don't have a you know I can't remember the last time someone scored a goal against us where we've gone do you know what that's a that's a really good move that is or that's a that's a fucking cracking finish we just Mm -hmm. seem to give goals away um Benton Court as we alluded to has been he's he's usually his first touches away from the player you know he's for someone who is I would say he's quite tall um, his feet and his, you know, his center of gravity is incredible for someone that size. And his first touch is normally one and away from the player. But he's just been so sluggish. It looks though, it looks as though like you know, he may be up to fitness, but I don't think his brain is there just yet because he's not doing the things that he usually does. Although I did see a spark of it, I must say, in the second half where he made this ridiculous little bit of skill, broke away from a player and played a ball out. Um, so, but yeah, he got caught on the ball. Uh, but I, I'm I'm uh, maybe it's me uh with m- m- my bias head on. I don't think it's a penalty. I think that's the softest penalty I've ever seen in my life. And again, that's he doesn't just
0: my opinion.
3: You what, sorry? So he doesn't get the ball. He doesn't get the ball, but did he get a lot of the man? I don't think so. I I what I, my, my my opinion and the the issue I have is I think it was uh you know, like you say, it was a lazy leg as such, even though it was early on in the game from Van der Ven but i think all he's done is he's come down on welbeck's foot. Now i don't think stamping on someone's foot is a foul or a penalty. But again that is just my opinion. But either way we we you know victim of our own downfall as you say. We tried to play out from the back and we we won't we won't ever change. So we need to get used to it because we're going to be conceding a hell of a lot more goals like this in the future. But i don't want us to change. I don't want us to change from it because this is our style of football and eventually we're going to perfect it, and when we do, it'll be, be you know it'll be very difficult for teams to press us because we will beat the press. But yeah, it was
1: it was it was. I, a I, I've got to say to that comment, I don't know if that's you, Winnie, or to me, but I don't want to change the way we play. Like I, I said initially, you know you have to you have to give credit because we carried on playing the way we played, which eventually got us to winning goal. Um, and in terms of the softest softest penalty, that wasn't even the softest penalty given yesterday. The softest penalty given yesterday was in the Luton game with that dodgy <laughs> handball
3: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true.
1: That's true. did you, did you think it was a penalty back. though Dave did you think it was a penalty on Welbeck uh, I, I think in, the, in this age it's a penalty 100% Right. Yeah. I think if you went back five years it's not given because it's not it's not enough um, in the old days you're told to get up and carry on but in this yeah. day and age contact 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 is penalty yeah. it's simple as that
0: but do you not think well okay if we're talking about penalties Dave what do you think about the Nottingham Forest non penalty oh, okay yeah that's Stonewall yeah
1: <laughs> That like, like I said to you, I, I I think there's, you know, and I've had this argument about VAR and I've had this argument about referees before. There was a time when we had the best referees in the world, you know, we had the, the unbelievable referees and everyone was envious of it. Why we have decided to get VAR like every other country, but do it our own way, is the weirdest thing ever. Because VAR in different countries, I don't know, if I watch a lot of like Spanish football, it's so much quicker. They make decisions. I think there was a game the other day where it took three minutes, but that's the longest it's taken ever. Their decisions are like, bam, one look at the screen, penalty. You know, They're, they're, they're not looking at a screen, watching 20 replays from 14 different angles to try and figure out whether it's a penalty or not. You know, So I, I just think that the standard of refereeing, the standard of VAR in this country is, is a joke. The penalties that get given and the rules that the referees have to adhere to in terms of handball in the box is a joke. Um and there's no consistency. So the reality of it is we're all gonna to have to suck it up because it's gonna go for you and against you all season, and there's nothing you can do about it.
0: Yeah. yeah. And do you know what? I remember I watched match of the day this morning and I watched um the Dawson for Wolves get offside for having like half his toe off half his toe yeah. offside. And I just think like the game's getting ruined, isn't it? Because it's not like like, where does he get an advantage from? Because his body is in light. But his foot, which he could score with, but he doesn't. He scores with his head, is on side. But his head is on side, so that's the part. It's it's just mental, like, and they all they try and do, as you say, just pick apart like goals to try and find a way to rule it out or to get involved.
1: I mean, Harry, you've been to a few games, right, lately. How how many times do they stop a game for a quick VAR check, or how many times does the referee blow his whistle and tell a keeper to hang on or players to to take a throw while they quickly check? You know, it's, it's beyond the joke. It's too long. It's You know, we're getting 10-minute stoppage time because of it and stuff like that, which is bonkers. It's bonkers that you're getting that, that much, you know, added time at the end of a game. But it, it's just one of those things where I've always been, in terms of the offside, I always think the advantage should go to the attacker, in my opinion. If it's a millimetre or two millimetres offside, advantage to the attacker. Simple as that, because the defender's not doing mm. his job properly.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, interesting. H, hey, I know we're going to release a video actually on TikTok um, after this on your thoughts on blue cards. <laughs> um, I'm, not go I'm not going to go around everyone because we could break StreamYard with how annoyed people might get. But I just kind of want to yeah. get like your brief thought before we release that video um, after the show on that. Because the one part of it that I, and, I, and I'm not for the idea, right? But one of the things that I am for is The to stop players from um abusing or shouting at referees or other officials, right? Which we still see time and time and time again. We still see managers outside of their technical areas when they shouldn't be. We still see all of these things that they shouldn't people shouldn't do that they aren't punished for, and something like that, dissent and having a time off the pitch could be a reason for that, right? I don't watch a lot of rugby what I do know about rugby is how polite they are to the officials and how polite they are to, to everybody. And that's a much more contact sport. What are your thoughts on blue cards?
4: Wow, where do I start? Firstly, you're right with what you say in terms of what we're seeing at the moment and what needs to change. But the blue card isn't going to change that. Fourth official, what's his job? If, if he can't keep two, two managers inside a technical area. So that, that's one, one problem for me. Uh, two, okay, you're going to book Dallow twice at Anfield. For, for complaining dissent as you call it but then in the following game or, or no in the same game by the way you got Salah going like that four times in total didn't even get a booking so c- consistency would help uh for a start um where do I stand with blue cars it's petty uh, the game's going the wrong way another poor invention by people who for me don't care about the game uh and don't watch the game so there we go and, and going back to VAR it's been obviously introduced after us in Scotland. You watch the Scottish Premiership. Decisions are made a lot quicker. I'm glad they've stayed Uh, in in the Spanish League. Decisions are made really quickly. We saw the Women's World Cup. Decisions made really quickly. Communicated much more efficiently, effectively and quicker. Uh, So we just don't see that It's confusion. I can't tell you what the handball rule is. Um, Every week it's something different, like this goalkeeper situation. I think they make it up as they go along. And now we've seen Vicari. And I think they're going to... It seemed against Bryant that they started to say okay, we're going to give a few more fouls now. And I was like, hang on a minute, there was more contact against Everton than, than ones like corners that we were given free kicks. So it, it's inconsistency. I get you're never going to have full consistency, but officials need to help themselves. VAR for me is getting involved in too much. More power needs to be given to the on-field official. Uh, and that te- bit technology, which is based off opinion and not facts, needs to take a step away. The blue card uh, will be introduced just to control the game more, uh, which is for me the main problem at the moment. So what I would change, forget the blue card, forget the sim bins, Uh, mic all officials up, uh, release the footage and audio after every single match, make it more obvious to fans that go into the stadium because there's a 20, 25-second delay. After the penalty, after Brighton scored, it said, VAR check review, penalty. I was like, oh, thanks for that. They scored, they've gone and scored it. There's, there's no effective communication. We don't see, we don't know what is going on. And it's ruining the flow. Uh, the added time causing injuries, yet they claim they care about players' welfare. And that's why they're scrapping FA Cup replays, but they're doing the added time. Uh, <laughs> the silly rule with the offside flag. It's, it's absolutely bonkers. But no, it's, it's another poor decision. Uh, and the last good invention was what? Goal and technology? Since then, they've been a long, long way behind.
0: Yeah, no, I agree, mate. Um, yeah, very well said, sir. <sighs> Callum, you've been quiet for a long time, lad. I'm going to come to you next. Um, take took it us till the 60th minute for anything to happen, but uh, it took a player who's been missing for quite some time at the African Cup of Nations, Sa, who I thought had a really good game for us uh, yesterday, and a really, really nice pass from uh, from Kulisevsky into Sa. I, you could see he was going to pass it from to Richarlison a million miles away. And, um, you know, got ricocheted off dunk into the post and then he managed to slot it home. It was really, really good finish. Um, what, you know, how good is it to see him scoring for us?
2: Yeah, no, it is really, really good because I saw some bollocks tabloid report from Spain this week where it went, right, Barcelona want to get a midfielder who's in the same ilk as Yaya Toure. And I'm just like right here we go and then as soon as i saw it below it they're tracking pape Matasar, um and i was just like who comes up with this shit but the thing is the reason why he's been touted around and looked at is because of how well he is doing so yeah i think he's for his first full Premier League season, because we can't really count the time that he was with Conte because, well, was it, two free games that he had? And even in them, he looked to ilk above it. Yeah, he's, he's such a good player and he's only 20 or 21 now. So I think he's someone with a lot of potential and a good future with us. And to actually sign him down to 2030... I know a lot of players don't really hold on to their contracts unless you're Chelsea players, because you're uh, stuck on huge wages and you're not going to want to go anywhere. Um, To actually get that, it's building a team around this young core, And with him, yeah, I know he tried to square it to Richarlison, but thank you, Lewis Dunk, who probably has been one of the best center backs in the league this year for Brighton um, and other teams that, to actually pick up on the rebound, it shows that he's actually got some common sense as a player as well and not just going to be headless or try and hit into Ed like Hoiberg did yesterday when he took a shot. <laughs> um, but he, he's a really interesting player. When you look at Sarr, he... He actually knows where to pick a pass to, but also knows how to make them runs. It looks like, whereas Andrew's playing in more deeper early in the season, now he's sort of making late runs into the box to try and pick up uh, either an assist, a goal, or get involved in build-up play as well, which is really interesting. And yeah, I think for Kulu to actually trust him to pick him out in that position, is pretty good as well, because Kulusevski was dog shit yesterday. He did about as much as fuck all to be honest as well.
0: <laughs> what an in-depth and uh you know very broad analysis of Kosevsky's game there. Huh? Um but no I, I agree and it's nice to see and do you know what this is a point to Spurs Twitter people. Um we need to see more of Sar on the socials because the bits I have seen of him, I think he's brilliant. He's always happy, he's always smiling. <laughs> Him and Sonny are like two best pals. And oh my God, have you seen some of the clobber that he puts on? Jesus Christ, man. Yeah. He's got some awful, awful clobber. Really, um, <laughs> I want to come to you because a minute later, as soon as we scored, Ange made some subs. And, you know, I want to come to you about this because we've been critical of Ange's subs recently on this channel and, you know, the kind of subs that he's making in games. But he brought off Werner, put on Son took off Bender Gold bomb Basuma and took off Kulisevsky and brought on Johnson and it made all the difference didn't it
3: yeah um I must admit I uh, well'm I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to con- contradict myself but I thought that the, the, the Kulisevsky for Johnson one was probably one I wouldn't have made because kuloseevsky in that second half was causing them havoc as as Callum alluded to in the first half he was dog shit, uh, and I probably would have brought I probably would have brought him off at half time if anything. But you know that yeah. in that little bit of second half that he had, he was causing them a lot, a lot of trouble. Stuff that he wasn't doing in the first half. But no, look, we've been we've been on here for the last two weeks um, criticizing Angie's substitutions. But yesterday, I think he got them pretty much spot on. Um, brought off the people that I would have brought off. Maybe I maybe I would have left Kolesovsky on, as I just said. Um, but again, we look at Johnson, and obviously, what happened happened with him. So. No, I think he made them, and he made them at a very good time as well. Um, it just so happened that we scored just before it. Obviously, he couldn't, you know, he couldn't predict that, but it seemed like he made them just at the right time, even though he was preparing to make them before we scored. But no, uh, yeah, a lot of criticism on his um, on his subs of late, but I think he got it right yesterday.
0: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. He also when he um, you know usually he'd bring on Dragashin late on and go for a back five. He's, yeah. We've seen him do that even against Everton. I claimed last week it was just to give him some minutes, but this week he didn't do that. He brought Ben
3: Davis on. Um, I actually, thought, I thought he sorry. looked all right,
0: Ben Davis, when he came
3: on. I also thought as well. Werner was unlucky to come off because I thought he had a very, very good game again. Um, and I'll be very surprised if if we don't exercise the option to, to to buy him, even even on you know even if he stinks for the rest of the season, which is unlikely. I think even even then he's shown enough now. Um, that he's a very, you know, he'll be a very, very good player under Ange. So he could have stayed on as well. But, you know, we needed fresh legs and it, it proved it proved vital in the end.
0: Yeah, yeah. Do you know what? That's actually a good talking point. Let's go around um, everybody else because I'm still undecided on Werner. But I can see what you're talking about and why you would keep him just based on his energy and, and effort that he puts in. Callum, uh, Timo Werner, out of what you've seen right now, keep or give back at the end of the season?
2: I'd keep. I'd keep. Take a risk.
1: Well, low risk. Take a low risk on him. Yeah. Dave? What's he, what's he going to cost? Between
4: 15, million, isn't it? No, no, no. euros, not it? Yeah, I think so. It's oh. like
1: that. If, if it's 15 million euros, it's a snip. Yeah. Um, you know, he's a great squad player. I don't think he's the next coming to Messi, but, you know, for what he does in this system... Um, he suits it to, down to the ground. You know, we, we miss Sonny quite a lot while he was away. Werner came and done a good job, a couple of assists. And he, he does cause problems with his pacing behind. So, yeah, it's, for me, it's a no-brainer.
0: Yeah, definitely. A bit more time as well, working on finishing with the coaching staff and, and things like that and getting that back together. Because there was the one really frustrating moment yesterday when he uh, he had the rebound from Richarlison's safe shot in the first half. And uh, it just looked like he wasn't... A few times he's looked like he hasn't been committed to the like the challenge that's coming, or committed to the you know the shot but H what are you thinking at the moment this moment in time keep or give back
4: no it's a good question I think he started life at Spurs really really strongly and as you say it really is a no-brainer for that price if you say to me do I think Verner's the long-term answer uh, although I really like him no but right now he's very handy to come around uh, who can impact games for me uh, and you know, he really grew into the game, but we kind of link it into the question you asked about Angie's subs, right? I think they're all like the players he brought on were right. And also the players he brought off were also right. But I think it was the timing that was frustrating because Kulusevski awful the whole game. But when he did come off, he had about four minutes before that, like, where he actually looked okay. And exactly the same with Timo Werner. I just thought he just cut inside and taken a shot, Werner, and it nearly creeped in the bottom corner and it took a deflection. So it might have creeped in. You never knows. And then he goes and take them both off. So it's a little bit frustrating. And then it's a bit flat for the last, after that for 15-20 minutes and I thought Brighton were going to score so I was quite frustrated at that moment in time but it did work out and that's all that matters but Timo Werner for what, 15 million euros? this a no brainer is it? I mean, you need half a brain cell, to tell you that. Yeah
0: you know, you either have him start and Son comes on as an impact player or Son starts and he comes on as an impact player just like Brennan Johnson can I think as you say, having that burst of pace late on Let's is, be uh...
4: clear, I think Son does come ahead of Timo Werner but I think Werner can be used effectively.
0: Yeah <laughs> I mean, you know, think, you know, if we're talking rotation, cup games, you know, the, the, there's options. Yeah, I
2: know happen.
4: what do you mean. But let, let, let's um, make it clear, you
2: know, to listeners. Yeah. I, I think we've got we've got to be clear as well. Let's not delude ourselves like the Chelsea fans did when they were buying him. He's not going to be an out-and-out striker for us. He's not going to be a 30-40 goal striker. He's not going to be someone to replace Kane. He's coming in as a squad option if he does sign for us, who can Offers something different, but I don't think he's going to be a guaranteed goal threat because you can see that he's probably had 10, 12 chances across the last couple of games and there's something that has stopped him taking them. So I don't know whether it's Ange telling him to lay the ball off or whether he's actually just so devoid of confidence that his feet are dog shit for him at the moment, knowing how to engage his brain to his shooting boots. So we just had to be realistic and say that if he is going to come in, he's going to do a job for us, but we can't expect the world from him,
1: if you get what I mean. Can I, can I, just, can I just say something really quick? Uh, massive shout out to the most random Twitter follower I do have, which is by Leverkusen. Um, <laughs> i Harry Kane, hopefully winning a trophy. Um, that would just be unbelievable. So thanks for following me. Follow the club, follow our page, and uh, well done. <laughs>
2: Love that. <laughs> Um, Dave, can I just ask, what, what is that behind you? Is it a gerbil or something <laughs> no, like that? No, really. Because, my, because that is pe- fucking confused. No, is no, my, yeah, I, 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 my daughter's
1: my daughter's got autism and she's obsessed with rats. So we have eight pet rats.
0: I thought you were going to say no. it's my daughter there. What, <laughs> do you want to see one? Do
1: you want to see one?
0: I a bit like we can see. To. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'll get one.
1: It's um, a bit
2: weird considering I watched a documentary on Black Death earlier. That really goes down well.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, right, anyway. Oh, oh God. Ginormous. Fucking size of that. What size of that? Hey,
1: We've got yeah. eight of
0: them. Eight. Eight. Who <laughs> are these eight rats?
2: Well, <laughs> well everyone has turkey at Christmas, Dave has a rat
0: <laughs> anyway um, quick one for Winnie uh, Jay said when are the FC24 streams back I'm looking forward to
3: them, hashtag coys so Jay, <coughs> uh, I'm delighted to announce that this coming Tuesday uh, we will be doing another stream um, it, we, we're not sure on the on the, the details of it yet Um <laughs> Because we obviously we want no, but we wanted to do um, we wanted to do a pro clubs episode, didn't we? Yeah. Um, but that's obviously you know dependent on getting the numbers and the people um, to do it with. Um, but regardless, if we can't do it, we will we will um, we'll definitely stream possibly uh, a due episode. So, um, but yeah, no. So this Tuesday, keep your eyes peeled, um, and we we will announce when uh, you know what time, etc. Yeah, I'm thinking
0: of doing um, some form of. Um co-op like we did last time but
3: won't be necessarily specifically spurs um no no it'll be <laughs> you know br- brief details it'll be uh a- another another famous wheel that we have but it'll be like stars on there so if we spin it and we get two star we have to pick a two-star team etc so yeah i'm what up for
4: say? that yeah no, i was just gonna say i was just gonna say can i just clarify so you're doing this in two days time but you don't know what time it is you don't know what you're talking about Oh, okay. Tuesday. Okay. You do yeah, know, I can't
0: go into next time, but
1: I'm up for future ones, definitely.
2: Yeah, perfect. perfect. Two-star um, Grimsby Town. There we go. That'll yeah. be fucking quality. Yeah. <laughs>
0: there we go. Barney's also looking forward to it. Um So, Jay, yeah, but... if you are still here, um, then, yeah, we've just answered your question. But if you're not... If then... Jenny hasn't scared you off. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, anyway, let's get back into it. Um Let's talk to Callum. 90 plus six minutes. The ball breaks away and one of the best passages of play I saw all game. The ball came into Richarlison, timed his ball to Son absolutely perfectly who laid the ball uh, ball across the box to Brennan Johnson and uh, I went absolutely spare. Not only because I got a correct score in the game but, um, you know, it just shows that this team like never ever dies. This team never (laughs) knows when to give up and like Tell me if any of you saw this uh, this type of performance last season. You'd have thought you were dreaming because you'd have never have seen a team keep fighting until the last minute under Antonio Conte. And just shows what um is doing to this club.
4: Mm.
2: Yeah, I mean, I have to be honest. I switched the game off by about eighty minutes, so I had to go back and rewatch it on <laughs> I Spurs. Hate the today. <laughs> yeah, but, but I I rewatched it. And- <laughs> Well, yeah, Dave, you were sitting with a rat on your lap, mate, so you was all
1: right.
2: (laughs) Fucking rat catcher, Jesus Christ. Um, But, yeah, it was was probably the best piece of play in the game because we didn't have anything else going for us at that point. But it's that do-or-die attitude where we did well to come back into the game and actually win it because, at the end of the day, we got stung by it last week against... Everton. So to actually see Richarlison make the pass in Son and then Son play a beautiful ball across to Johnson was really good. But I I think probably me and about a couple of other thousand Spurs fans were looking at it thinking this is going in row freaking Zed. This is just going up into the stands. We're not getting it here. And then to actually see it go in was really good and then uh, was it dunk who nearly headbutted the post or something like that afterwards as well whilst um, they was all celebrating which I found quite entertaining as well but it it does show that the mentality has shifted because there's been a couple of games like that obviously Sheffield United at Spurs there has been the Liverpool game as well um, so yeah we it's do or die. Do or die. But it did feel like we was going for another poxy one one or draw where we was just going to end up sitting there. So for us to actually do it, really positive. And it means that Johnson's actually gaining confidence as well because he's popped up with two big goals in the last three weeks, which is really it's good.
0: a big moment as well, isn't it? You know, last minute of the game, you have to get that touch perfect. And, uh, you know, as you say, either it goes over the bar, or it goes into the roof of the net. But Harry, I want to come to you because, you know, a man who uh, goes to many a game at the Spurs stadium, I want to talk to you about some of the uh, annoyance that I've seen on social media recently. That annoyance includes such things as light shows before games. But yesterday, there was a lovely young man called Declan McKenna who played at halftime. Now, you don't have to have watched him or anything like that. But as someone who goes to games quite a lot, and like this is like a talented yeah, who supports Spurs and is allowed to perform at half time. I've seen people call it this is not American football, it's not the Super Bowl. Like, have a day off, lads. Like Spurs are trying to make the day and the and the whole game more enjoyable for everybody. It's not all about drinking 20 pints of beer and taking your shirt off and falling down yeah. the stairs in the way of the game. Like that's part of it. But like the other part of it is people are allowed to go out and have a day out and enjoy things at half time. If you don't want to go and watch it or listen to it, go and have a pint. Go into the concourse and spend, you know, your money on whatever's there. Like, what are your thoughts as a match goer, a regular match goer?
4: Yeah, well, I loved it. And firstly, I think some fans are idiots. They really are, because listen, they sit here and go, the club are doing nothing to improve the atmosphere. That like, We have these things like the light shows. Uh, they produce flags when we you know, we play Manchester City or they, they allow uh, Declan to perform at halftime like he did. Then we get told that we're cheesy. The trumpet was another one. We get accused of all these kind of things. So that's hypocrisy. It's its finest. Uh, it, it, it reminds me when we get told, oh, we don't we don't splash the cash like City and Chelsea do. Uh, we get the new stadium or we we bring the likes of Pink and hopefully Adele in the future to the Tottenham stadium, which cr- creates it's a game changer, you know, produces so much revenue. then they moan about it. <laughs> I haven't spoken to, to, to one person who's is see i speak so many people who aren't behind the ownership and they are all like oh the stadium's not a great thing so there's a lot of idiots out there i'm afraid but i i think that i didn't know if that couldn't i didn't you know know of him until the day before and knew he was performing uh i thought we'd done a fantastic job obviously wish him all the best and i will definitely look out for him for the future but yeah it's what we want to see i think should be done more often i love the light show i love the trumpet um so the club are doing everything right (laughs) they've delivered in the transfer market they are delivered run off the field with FFP, they're delivering for Ange glue. I think they're delivering for the atmosphere as well. So, and Declan, great performance. Dave, coming to you. Shin the team wasn't. Shin team. the team's performance wasn't as good, but at least you won.
1: Um, I think I don't know. I can't be going to say this, but at the moment, Daniel Levy's kind of making me eat my hat a little bit. Um, and the reason I say that is FFP, and FFP is crippling every team at the moment. Yeah. Teams are struggling to spend money. Teams are struggling to do anything. Yeah, here we are, charging 50 quid for people to drive a go-kart underneath the, underneath the stadium. Probably <laughs> <You know? laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> putting in all this extra revenue from all these different holes. You know, he's got his fingers in so many pies that it's actually going to turn us into a bit of a financial juggernaut. And I remember Paul O'Keefe said this quite a lot. He said that we are going to become a financial juggernaut because of these extra revenues. So look, if a if a kid wants to perform at half-time, singing or whatever and he's allowed to do it, support him. If the club wanna let him do it, let him do it. Um, you know, because at the end of the day, if there's a good feeling around the club again, what it is is you get naysayers that want to destroy that good feeling, that good buzz, that good energy. You know, last last year it was a football everyone was moan about, the state of the football, the fact that the yeah. the owners weren't spending money, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. They don't have that to moan about anymore because Fair play to Tottenham. They've they spent some money in the transfer window. They've gone for the targets that Ange wanted and they've signed the players that he wanted to sign. Yeah, he didn't get Lewis Hamlin, but, you know, he's gone to Ferrari, but he tried. But, you know, the, the reality of it is there is nothing really to moan about. And then, unfortunately, people love a moan. I'm one of the biggest moaners going, but I'm also one of these people that will turn around and admit, you know what, maybe I'll jump the gun a little bit. Because with the, with the financial state of football at the moment and FFP, we're probably 10 years ahead of a lot of clubs due to the extra revenue we are bringing in already. Yeah. That in the next few, few years is going to put us right at the top of where we need to be in terms of being able to spend money and be within the financial restrictions of football. So you have to give credit where it is, credit where it is due. And to all the people whinging about anything, just be happy. Look, life is one of these things, right? Things happen in life. People die, people get ill, whatever else. There's more important things to life than having a moment. Trust me. So enjoy your time with your family. Enjoy your football. Try and enjoy it as best as you possibly can. Fair play to Declan. In, that's a massive thing to do. Light shows, I'm all for it. So a bit more positivity and we'll be in a good place.
0: Well said, Dave. Thanks. <laughs> I'll just turn the stream off now. Yeah, exactly.
3: Dave, Look I love it, this.
0: I uh, uh, love this new but no, but respect to you for, for that. Like, you know, I, you've had your issues with um Enoch and Levy in the past, and you still do, I'm assuming, and um, yeah, like, some of us do have issues, right? The lack of trophies is an issue, but to be able to stand there and to say you know, these things that they have been doing a lot of that. Okay. The issues have still been trophies, but the things that they have been doing have been for us for the long run for now. And yep. um,
1: it sets us know, up perfectly moving forward.
0: It sets like,
1: you know, I mean, like, there isn't many clubs with a go-kart track underneath the stadium. That's all I'm going to say. You know, it's that's it's extra revenue streams from places that we didn't think existed. I mean, yeah. Who's brainchild was that? I don't know what we'll do. You know what I mean? Like, let's put an electric car track underneath a stadium. Or, mm, you know, we've exactly. got all the, all oh, yeah. got to the events, the NFL events. They all bring in mega, mega money. You know, you've got now Man United talking about building the Wembley of the North because they're looking at Tottenham and looking at the stadium and looking at what we're bringing in in terms of revenue and what we're doing to compete with FFP and to make sure that we can spend £500 million every transfer window for the next five windows, I think it is, 500 million euros for the next five windows without breaching FFP. That's mental. Yeah. But like, That's mental. But yeah, I do have my issues with Levy. And Nick, but I am one of these people that I will put my hands up and say, yeah, I did jump the gun on some of the things I have said. The lack of the trophies is still a major problem, but I do think we're in safe hands of Ange. And I do think that will turn that around.
0: Yeah. yeah. 100%. yeah. Um, right. Winnie, I'll come to you next. I want to talk about Mickey van der Ven because this kid has been a revelation since coming to spurs I, I the question was asked actually to angie but every time he like sprints now do you like get scared he's going to you know pull up and pull his hamster I again know. and he said no but if i was him i do every single time i see that kid sprinting i think in a second his old legs just going to pop off or something but he has now recorded the fastest ever sprint or ever top top speed in the premier league 37.38 kilometres per hour, um, beating Kyle Walker. Now, you know, records have only begun for the last four years for this specific thing, but he was the fastest player in the Bundesliga last season. He's now the fastest ever player in the Premier League. What a player.
3: Absolutely unbelievable. Um, and I mean, obviously, it, it, it's potluck. Obviously, when we were linked with Van der Ven and Tapsober, me personally... Um, for you know, not not for any particular reason. I just thought he was a better fit, but obviously I wouldn't know that until he joined the club, and it could have been the same for Tapsober. However, look, I was all for Van Der Ven because I thought you know he is the he is the guy to to to, to you know come into that left sided, um, and he's left footed. I mean you know we were looking at Tapsober who was right footed to play in a left like you know left sided position or whatever. So it wasn't working, but yeah, Van Der Ven, what an absolute! I mean, he's got he's he's literally got everything, everything you want a centre back to have. You know, it just so happens that he fits our system perfectly. But just in general, in the Premier League, you know, the era that the Premier League's in now, he has everything. You know, he's massive for a start. Um, He's rapid. He's good on the ball. Literally everything, calm under pressure. And he, you know, I I would say tackling, obviously, aside from the the Brighton game where he gave a penalty away. However, you know, I think that was just a lapse in judgment. I think he realised the error as soon as he did it. And he probably he, he strikes me as a person who probably won't do the same, you know, do the same thing again if given, you know, against Wolves. So, yeah, what an absolute play and a steal. When you look at uh, in comparison, what you know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go and compare him to a Van Dyke, but you know, his his ceiling is huge, um, and I think he can have the same impact with us that, that Van Dyke had for Liverpool eventually. And you look at the price tag that Liverpool had to pay to get Van Dyke. So I think it's an absolute steal. Um, but, you know, I, I'm not going to get too carried away just yet. But so far, he is looking like a perfect partner for Romero. And like I say, I think Romero now, he's had his discipline issues this season, not just last season. He has on this season. But I think the whole, you know, vice-captaincy role thing has helped him. But I also think what's helped him is having someone reliable next to him so he knows he doesn't have to go and do these stupid tackles and these stupid runs. And I mean, Romero against Brighton, for me... Unbelievable! One of the best players on the pitch. His progressive, you know. His balls that he plays through um, through the lines into the midfield is perfect. But I think he he now has the freedom to express himself a bit more, and that is all down to Mickey Van Der Ven, who has been an absolute revelation.
4: But yeah. I do
3: every time he falls on the floor, or he, I'm absolutely shitting my pants because I think he's going to get injured again.
0: Yeah, I think he should be the next person that's signed up to uh, you know another mega deal to keep him as long as we can. We need to get these young kids. Staying at Spurs. Anyway, let's move on because we're running out of time tonight. Let's go through uh, the Brighton score predictions. Um, Harry went for 3 1, Callum went for 3 1, Dave went for 3 1, Winnie went for 3 2, and I went for the famous 2 1, which means everybody that. I didn't
3: need that this week, Luke.
0: Thanks. Apart from me, who gets three points, which does this to the table Callum on 14, Harry and Dave on 17, Winnie on 21. But I have just stretched to three points ahead. On 24, um, so makes this week's score predictions even more important. I have written my score prediction down, Winnie. But if you want to do it another way, I can let you say yours first and I can say mine, or I can say mine first up to you. I no,
3: feel free, feel free to do yours. Okay, bit.
0: we'll do that when we get to it. Let's uh go into the Wolves game then. Arrow, boy, we're, I know we're a bit behind, but we're still in it.
1: <laughs> come on, don't write us off just yet. It only takes two oh, correct. scores.
0: To
4: yeah. <laughs> Love it. Um sorry Callum. Callum, you're excluded from this because you're on 14 points.
0: <laughs> H, talk to me about Wolves. What are you
4: expecting from that game next weekend? Well, expecting nothing but three points because we, we all know that we've got a tough end to the season to come. we is... What's
0: happened to Harry Scarf?
4: <laughs> a a bit, Mr. Scott. A bit abducted by aliens, but we've got to go to St. James's Park, we've got to go to Villa Park, we've got to go to Stamford Bridge, we've got to, go to the London Stadium. I know also you see West Ham today, but believe it or not, they turn up for our game. Um, and you know, fans leaving at half time, over the phone, fans can turn up, but we've also got to host Arsenal. Man um, City at home. So we, we've got a tough end to the season, being honestly tougher than anyone else. Um, so I said ahead of the Brighton game that our next three games said it on here as well, that I think it has just has to be nine points. If we don't get that, then I seriously don't believe that top four is for us this year. I think it is that big and it makes it so hard for us. We want to be able to get to Villa Park and go, OK, if we get a point, it's not the end of the world. Or OK, we we, we draw to Man City at home, it's not the end of the world. We want to be able to, to be in that position, uh, ideally. So, yeah, nothing. no disrespect to Wolves, uh, but I do respect three points. Uh, they've been very good under Gary and Hill this season, let's be clear, but Kunya looks like he'll be out after picking up an injury. They're not the same without him. Neto still isn't back to full fitness uh, and they capitulated against Brentford when Kunya went off. It was a massive shock See, Um so yeah, I, I just think defensively Wolves will struggle, Craig Dawson just don't think will have the legs, it's the type of game where I would start the likes of Brennan Johnson so I think we can really exploit them, uh, stretch them uh, and I think there would be goals in it so I'm looking forward to it.
0: Amazing, I'll let you uh wait on your score prediction for a few more minutes um, but everybody else chat, mind? <laughs> make sure you get your Wolves score prediction in, Johnny I know that you follow every week so remind us of what score you gave for the Brighton game and how many points you've got? Because you keep track somehow for some reason. Um, Callum, what do you think? Do you think that Son will be starting against Wolves? Um, do you think Saar will continue to dominate in that midfield? Do you think he'll make any other changes apart from Son coming in?
2: I reckon maybe Basuma for Bentoncourt, to be honest. I I would actually take Bentoncourt right now. I, I don't think he looks right. I would even maybe drop Madison, to be honest. I don't think him, either of them, look anywhere near they did. But you can't expect them to be. They was out for Benson, core what, nearly 12 months respectively and Madison out for free. So, I mean, this is where all Spurs fans need to not be delusional and just go, they're not playing well, but we've got enough options to do it. So, yeah, I would say maybe Maybe Basuma comes out, maybe. or well, Basuma comes in, and maybe Son comes in, and you could probably play Richarlison, and Werner Son with Kulizewski in the middle, maybe. let give you an option with Sar and Basuma behind that. So I think that could give us an option because, like you said, if Kunya's out, the Wolves midfield ain't great and up to the top. I think is it Sarabia or Sarabia, something like that, that they have. Yeah, um, yeah. He did score Goal, against, it's against it's the it's reverse it's... fixture. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so, I mean, then it gives you an option of Johnson off the bench, maybe then Madison, Bensicore as well, and then you won't have to use Hoiberg off the bench. He can stay at Oxford away for the day and uh, Lo can replace him on the bench. <laughs>
0: uh, Dave, some radical choices from Callum in terms of dropping James Madison, dropping Benton core. Um, bringing- yeah, know, I've actually, I've actually changed my mind a little bit because um
1: I'll, I'll be honest with you. I, I actually really fancy the draw in this game and I have done for a little while, but Harry made some really good points about Cunha and the way they play without Cunha. Um, it made such a difference when he went off against Brentford. They, they did literally fall apart. It was weird to watch. Um, so I, I wouldn't drop Madison. I wouldn't drop... I think Benzakor will be dropped. I think Besuma will come in as play player alongside Saar. Um, I think the team will be the same other than that change, personally. Um, apart from Sonny coming back in. I think Sonny will come in for Verna. Um, but it will stay the same. Kulu out wide, Rishi. Um, but it will be Biss and Sonny to come back into the squad. And I think Harry is kind of right um, in terms of... The next three games, they are crucial because we do have some tough places to go still. But one of the things we have got to remember is we have only got 14 games left this season. We can't play any more than 14 games. That for us is massive because the teams around us are still, some of them are still at European football. Some are still in cup competitions or whatever else, you know. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm feeling a bit more positive than I was earlier um, about the game. It's a, are we at home or are we away? Home, home. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I, I do fancy us now than than more than I did earlier. Um. But yeah, no, I think I think Son comes straight back in, and I think Biss comes straight back in, and I think with Biss, what you get is somebody whose progression, professional play suits us down to the ground. He's still gonna be match fit because he's been off playing in the Athcon which the finals on right now, by the way, um, in the background. Um. So, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm being quite positive now.
0: Do you know what? Because you joined the show, and you know the score you gave me earlier was off the off chance you hadn't you weren't joining the show. I will allow your on show score. You're too Best
3: soft. One. You're
0: <laughs> too
1: soft. <Luke>. You're <laughs> too <laughs> soft. Unbelievable.
3: <laughs> Do you know agree? What? Just, just for his uh, motivational speech, I'll allow it. Yeah. Thanks, <laughs> thanks, mate. Um, <laughs> no, this is bullshit. Yeah. This is bullshit. Callum, <laughs> Callum,
1: you
2: can change one you too, mate, if you want. I don't even remember what I said. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh Willie, not the Wolf game.
3: Yeah, I'm oh. expecting I'm still expecting a tough game. Um, you know, under O'Neill, wolves are a very, very good side um going forward. But again, you know, just without without completely copying everyone, just alluding to what H said, without Cunha, they are a completely different side. It's a very, very good point to make. But you know, they still do have Neto who can cause problems. Um and you know, we know that we are we are sometimes you know not not defensively inept, but we tend to switch off. And you know, I imagine that that Neto will probably press our defence, um, you know, quite quickly. And when people pre- when people press us, we, we don't deal with it too well all the time. But again, um, it is a game I am expecting to win. Um, we had a run, or we we now have a run of or three games, including the Brighton game at home, with the Chelsea game being postponed. So it's a game we should be winning. Um, we should be winning all of our games at home, as far as I'm aware. Uh, but I'm not expecting it to be easy. Um, however, my score line may that I'm going to choose may contradict what I'm saying because I'm expecting I'm expecting something. Well, you'll see what my score will be. But I'm not expecting a, an easy evening. But Wolves are always that side. They're a little bit of a thorn in the side of us. You know, we, we always seem to struggle against Wolves for whatever reason. I can't remember the last time we we you know we've battered a Wolves side. So it won't be easy.
0: No. Definitely it's not, true. I completely agree. And do you know what? I'm going to kick this bad boy off. Surprise you all with a two-all draw.
3: Wow, okay. Yeah, exactly.
0: Maybe I'm just <laughs> playing mind games with you, Winnie. Who knows? I
1: do um, that, that was my score from earlier.
0: <laughs> yeah, Dave, what are you going for?
1: Um, I'm going for... I'm going to go for a 2-1 Spurs win.
0: 2-1
3: Spurs, okay. Uh, Winnie? I am going for a three-one Spurs win. We won. I think, and just quickly, what I will say is, we've been the last couple of weeks. We have been so shit. We can't play that shit again. <clears throat> Surely we, it has to click at some point, and I think it could be, um, it could be Saturday. No. Uh, okay. Fine.
4: And H. Uh, I think we're finally going to keep a clean sheet. So I'm the only one so far to predict a clean sheet. I'm going to go with 2-0 Spurs. Uh, I think we we'll get the job done. I don't think, being honest with you, Winnie, uh, I hope you're right, but I don't think it'd be a great performance. I think Wolves will lack a lot up top because they have to change the way they play without the physical presence of Cunha. They play to feet and I just don't think it will clear. I think the passing will be off. I think we'll win 2-0. Brace from Son. Brilliant. Uh,
0: Callum, you did go for a 2-1 Spurs
4: win. Are you happy to stick with that or you
0: want to go with anything else?
2: No, I stick with two one. I think we're going to play dog shit again. I think
0: we've
2: got another two games of being dog crap, and then hopefully something will change itself.
0: Probably play about as good as your internet is yep. uh, this evening. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't don't. Is it is it really bad at the moment? Does it keep dropping? No, it's not. It's not too
1: bad. It's not. Right.
0: I made regret changing my scores, Is all I'm going to say. <laughs> uh, they're an excellent side it was a good game they can cause any team problems i think Two two ones first dave do you like do you like how i already had two two written down and i knew you had two two written down so i allowed you to go ahead and change your score no
1: i'm comfortable changing my mate like uh, I, I thought about it earlier after i, I when the problem because i wasn't expecting to be on i wasn't sure if i was still gonna if i was gonna be well enough um but when I, um so earlier on when you asked, I was kind of half asleep and I answered on the cuff like yeah, i will be a 2-2 draw. Because it's kind of what you expect from Wolves when you look it into a bit more depth and we actually have a conversation about it, then we can be a little bit more forthright in the players they are missing. Although Gary O'Neill does have them playing very well, uh, Cunha's a huge loss. You know, when he first came to Wolves, he looked hopeless, but he's looked very, very good lately. So, yeah, without Cunha, I, I, I do think we win. With Cunha, I think we draw to all.
0: Yeah, no, yeah. definitely. It, it is interesting to think about the people that are uh, missing as well. Um, let's move on before we finish and talk about fantasy
4: football. Dave's favourite
0: part of the show.
1: Ooh, I think I'm second at the moment.
4: Yeah, it has I've, I've got the league, least points out anyone in the league by the way this week so far.
0: It has been updated. Um, it got oh, updated sixth day, which is lovely to see. So oh. top of the league is Shan Mohit with Eric. Ken Sargaloo. They got 63 points this week and are on 1,382 points, but only five points behind is Big Dave. He scored 65 this week, 1,377 points. Just then
1: FYI, got... really quickly, on that point, yeah. I've still got Conor Gallagher to play tomorrow. Not Conor Gallagher, I've got um, Palmer to play tomorrow.
0: Oh yeah, I've got Palmer. Um, yeah, I've got Palmer, Palmer got as got well. Al Malone, Brady Paul, um, and then another Paul, Juan Sancho, Jack Johnson, and then Luke David has overtaken Winnie. I
3: oh, know, I've just uh, seen oh. that. I'm fuming. I'm not happy.
0: 1,292 points. Winnie only scored 33
3: this week. Did you actually have any players play? I, don't, I think i have had a bit of a stinker, boys. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> but um, I've been all right recently. No,
4: you where's, where's
3: Callum these days?
0: Oh, we'll get to Callum in a minute. All um, right. Oh. Oh, there we go, um, Harry Scarf in 14th, sorry so I'm in 8th Winnie's in ninth, Harry's in 14th with 1,174 points Callum Stubbs is in 16th place 1,049 can, can I just say something
4: about Callum right he, he's got 42 points so far but Saka on the bench with 15 points, he have got Las- the cells with 0 in, in your team, Ramsdale with 0 and you've got Yi from Everton, never heard of him so I don't know what he's doing in your team
0: He's also um but Paul, did Paul Torres play today because if he played he will be the first one that comes on because he's come's first sub and he got zero points.
2: <laughs> I think he's out on long-term injury or something. No, like
1: he, that. He
2: was,
0: he was
4: back fit. I don't know if he oh, played okay. though. He was fit. Let's have a look. Uh... But, but anyway, I, I had the worst um so worst you know day so far if you like, worst couple of days uh out of anyone. I've got 30 points. Yeah. Yeah, Torres did,
2: didn't even come on. They played oh, fucking Clement Longley. Jesus Christ, of all the dog shit they could have played, it was him.
0: You'll get an extra 15 points, Callum, so uh, you might move you up to from 16th to 16th. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, drop us a message on Twitter and we'll uh, send the code over to you. Um,
4: remember that it's double game week next week for, for Luton, Liverpool, Brentford and City mm-hmm. so I have yep. you I admit I'll Thank take your you nights away anybody, mate. they're the secrets
1: that put you top <laughs>
0: <laughs> anyway right mm-hmm. let's wrap this bad boy up everyone um, let's go around the houses tell everyone how they can find you Winnie thanks again for coming on we'll see everybody on Tuesday night 8 o'clock for the uh, FIFA stream. So make sure you check that out. But how can everyone find you?
3: Yeah, uh, Winnie99 went on Twitter. Um, as you say, uh, you know, just, just make sure you, uh, you you keep your eyes peeled. But as you said, it's eight o'clock on Tuesday uh, and we'll, we'll sort out the finer details at our end, you know, kind of what we're going to do. But it's been a while since we've done it. Uh, and obviously <laughs> you get to see my face again because there'll be a nice little camera in, in, the, in the top right or bottom right corner. Um, so whether that's a good thing or not, I don't know. I don't care. But yeah, so peeled. Uh, keep your eyes peeled for Tuesday.
0: Amazing, Dave. It was amazing to have you on. Surprise. Uh... Yeah.
1: Can I? Yeah, can Dave. I just one minute of the listeners' time? So obviously, as many of you know, I've not been on much lately. I've been battling some uh, quite serious health problems over Christmas um, and the New Year. But I am really pleased to say that I'm winning this battle. Um, so you'll be seeing a lot more of me, uh, and hopefully, I'll be back properly regular full-time very very soon but you can find me park lane pod dave and on this channel um yeah then i'll see you all soon
0: amazing no and uh yeah i think everyone in the chat will join in and wish you the the best and you know your recovery and everything else so uh you know yeah. big up to you and it's amazing to have you back on we have missed you a lot thank but, you uh right
4: harry how can everyone find you yeah, thank you very much. You can follow me there, Harry Scarf twenty two. You have got my channel there, Scarfy Spurs. And once I finished here, starting well, it's meant to start, ten past, quarter past eight. Uh, I've got a show uh, with an ex-referee, a referee for fifteen years, uh, and we're talking about refereeing, blue card, VAR inconsistency, and apparently they it, it never, will never be consistent. So I'm going to find out a bit of inside information for him because he's got a substantial background. So I'm looking forward to, to getting into it. So once you, you finish your you? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no, accuse you you're <laughs> not. Or, but uh, uh, it's very interesting in terms of insightful information. So I'm going to jump now. So thank you very much, guys. And obviously, subscribe to Partlane Podcast. Thanks, See
0: you, Thanks, see you see next you, time. Oh, and uh, for everybody watching, Harry will be hosting the show next week in my absence, um, as I have some family up. Uh, <laughs> me. Uh, right, Callum, last but not least, how can everyone find you? As
2: always, mate, Callum Stubbs 97. Uh, obviously, like Dave, I've been a bit... Uh, out down and out a little bit recently i may be back on more but i just got to see how i go and all that mate so uh i'll be popping in and out i might be popping up and on different bits here and there but nice no, it's, it's good to be back it's good to be back for a little bit anyway mate
0: you know it's, it's great to have everyone have as well mate and uh you know everyone knows that we'll keep the show running and uh you guys can come and go as we please, but I know the people in the chat definitely miss you guys from week in, week out um, and those that listen online. Um, if you, you know, if you all want to follow me, it's Luke underscore Park Lane, but more importantly, make sure you were following Park Lane pod across all socials um, and Park Lane podcast on YouTube, Spotify, Apple music, and all the rest of it. Make sure you're liking, subscribing, sharing, and more importantly, head over to manscape.com. Yes. Use- get them orders in. <laughs> exactly. Use the code parklane. Pod, um, and you get 20% off and free shipping. But on a serious note, it is important to us that you guys, you know, help help us out with this as well. Um, the more we can do this, the more we can offer better streams, we can offer better shows, and the support of, you know, a company like Manscaped is huge for us. And uh, you know, we want to do our part and support them as well. Um, but that kind of wraps us all up. Thank you all once again for tuning in. It's been a brilliant show, and we'll see you all same time. Next week, 7 p.m., to talk more about Spurs. Come on, you Spurs. Come on, you.